When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tony Gilroy is the two-time Oscar-nominated filmmaker behind Michael Clayton and writer of the billion-dollar prequel Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. He's back in the Star Wars-verse as the creator of the new Disney Plus series Andor, and he's here to tell us about it today on Crew Call. He's looking for his sister in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Is that still a mystery that's going to be pulled throughout? Uh, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a subtle way. It's not going to be an overarching theme. It's going to be, uh, there'll be some, there'll be some, uh, there'll be some, uh, some, uh, suspicious, uh, conclusion to that. It is something that is weighing on his mind. She's lost and, and he's trying to find her. Well, I don't think it's something that he's, I don't think it's his, I think as the show goes on, you'll realize it's not, it's not the, it's not the burning desire of his life. It's not the thing that's, it's not driving, it's not, it's not the front of his brain all the time. He's heard that there is a Canary girl that's working in a brothel. That's what he heard. And he goes to, to see if that's even possible. That's what he's gone to see. Canary has been ripped from him. He hasn't heard from anybody else. It's just a, it's a, it's a nearby planet. He's heard about it. It's, it's, it's some, it, my God, you know. Yeah. He knows my sister. Maybe what did, there's no survivors from Canary when he when he leaves. His assumption is that, uh, as 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 Fiona Shaw says, they're going to come and kill everybody here when they find out what happened. All the adults are gone. There's only a group of small children, and and what they've done, the incident that happens, it's uh, it's gonna it's it's a pretty violent uh, it's a pretty violent thing that happens. And he's kind of in the beginning stages of his whole mercenary. He's not a he's not a spy at all. He's nothing. He's a nobody. He's a loser. Right. He's a liar and a and a cheat. And he's the guy in town that uh, that probably had a lot of promise at one point that everybody likes, mm-hmm. but that uh, nobody wants to see coming down the street. And everybody puts their hand on their wallet. And nobody gives them their car keys. And then Stellan Skarsgård, when we meet him, he is like some sort of mentor. He's uh, Luthen is a is a guy who's. Uh, who's been fighting the empire in a very sort of, uh, you know, anticipatory way for a number of years and sort of very carefully building up a network of, of, uh, of like-minded people and like-minded, he's sort of a talent scout, really. He's a sort of an, one of the original gangsters. And you have to think that, that, that where Star Wars is gonna go by the time it gets to Rogue One and Yavin is a coalition Yep. All the established rebellion people. What happens to all the original gangsters and what happens to all the people that are too eccentric or too difficult to be involved? In? What happens to all the people who really started the shit? And mm-hmm. and and so he's what we meet him. He's he's building his network up. And what you're going to see is during the course of season, he's going to finally uh, by episode six, he's going to have really made an announcement to the world 
that um, he's changing. He's going from planning to getting active. What I love about the show is it's very intricate. It reminds me, like of late, of Slow Horses, the right. the Apple British. It's, it feels like a very British show. I love all the stuff that Lucasfilm has done with Star Wars and the series, but like Mandalorian, it's got a, a nice stylistic nuance, lit, you know, heavy fan homage to, to excite the fans, and then like two action scenes. This is very intricate. This is very adult. Can you talk about being able to get away with that and how Kathy gave you, how Kathy's like, yeah, go ahead and do it. You don't have to adhere to any kind of, you know, cookie crumb formula. Well, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, if you're coming to me, you kind of, I mean, I can kind of pick and choose what I want to do. I mean, my reputation is, you know, and I'm not going to, because I can pick and choose what I want to do. I'm not, you know, I'm not slumming. I'm, I'm going to bring my, what I do. So the fact that they're even coming to me and I had given them a sort of manifesto a few years earlier about how insane I thought the show should be and what they should be doing. And when they came back, they were like, wow, we really, we like this idea now and we can afford to pay for this idea now and we want you to do it. So that initial question is answered by them coming to me. We want a new lane. We want to start a new thing. You don't come to me for and then, you know, we we're checking each other along the way as we're figuring out if we're going to really do this. And one of the first questions that we have is, OK, well, here's a test. Uh, we would like the production designer from Chernobyl to be our production designer. Now that, you know, Luke is really young and, and uh, he's a sort of, you know, a, a, um, uh, you know, a, a sort of prodigy, a young, a young prodigy production designer, but that, that tells you right there, if you're hiring me and you're hiring Luke and you're bringing in Zana Wollenberg who produced Chernobyl, and that's how we're starting, you know, they're kind of reinforcing the fact that they believe in, in, in the idea of this. So the, the confirmation is almost in the, before we start, there was never, you know, I'm not changing my game to do this show. I have a chance in the show, I'm, I'm writing every bit as complex and complicated and, and, and as detailed and with as much gravitas and with as much, um, with as much personal involvement as Michael Clayton ever. I mean, it's the same, I'm the same person. I haven't, I'm not changing my game for this. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. They originally sent you something like a, a like a treatment, and it was. Well, they had tried to do the show. They they they, they tried to do the show um, initially when there wasn't even streaming. I think it was just a television show. But it was like, wow, how you, how are you going to do? You can't do Star Wars on the cheap. You know, you can't. The economics yeah. were not there. There was no streaming six years ago. People don't. It's, I know it's only six years ago, but it's an it's an for. I mean, it's an it's a bygone era almost at this point so they tried to do it a, a smaller version of it and that had its limitations and it was very well done but it was limited and claustrophobic and it just didn't feel like it was there and that's when i wrote this this 
this uh, say, hey man, if you're ever gonna do it, you might wanna try to do it this way. And this would be the, you'd have to take a guy and you wanna make the journey to the accomplished guy that we meet in Rogue One, you'd wanna make that, you wanna have a really big hole that he spends five years climbing out of. That would be the take of it. It wouldn't involve escapades with, with K2 all the way through. That would be kind of, if you, what are you gonna do? Storm the Citadel every week? It's like, what are you gonna do? It's a, so um, uh, that was the, you know, that was the, that's the buy-in. What was, what fascinated you about the character versus you saying, hey, no, I think we should do more Jane Urso. Well, they came, they wanted to, they, yeah. that, was, that was their thing. But what's fascinating is if you look at Rogue and you go back and look at Rogue and you look at all the things that we put in there, what do you know about Cassian Andor? There's like, you know, the PowerPoint things. Well, he's, he says, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. You know that he's willing to kill my um, God, an asset at the beginning. He's morally compromised. He says, I've been, by, at one point he says, God, if we don't go through with this, every terrible thing I've ever done, all the terrible things that we've done, all the mor morally, you know, reprehensible actions that we've taken on the part of the rebellion, it's all gonna be for nothing if we don't follow this through. So you know these things about him. And you also know that what an incredible leader he is. He's the guy that they trust to go on this amazing mission. You watch him do it. You watch him sort of weave his way through. He lies when he needs to lie. He changes his mind when he needs to change his mind. He's a real leader and very accomplished and very slick. And it's like, and then he gives his life. You know, he does the one thing like, okay, would you give your life for everybody else? Would you give your life for the galaxy? That's a pretty heavy thing to do at the end. I thought, my God, well, I want to see somebody who's as far away from that as possible. I want to see somebody become that. And how do you... How do you start somebody five years earlier that's as distant from that accomplished place as possible and watch them become a revolutionary, watch them become a leader, watch them become morally responsible in their own way, watch them make the compromises that they need to make uh, and sacrifice. His sacrifice isn't limited to giving his life at the end. When you see the full, by the time we're done with the 24 episodes, he will have made a vast number of sacrifices and learned an incredible amount about himself about what it means to be a revolutionary, about what it means to fight against the empire. So it, it's, it's, it has the opportunity to be a, you know, a true, you know, a true odyssey, a true journey. There is a great story about how you and, and, and White saved Rogue One. Um, can you talk about what needed to be fixed and that ending, like what, are you allowed to share what the ending was before? Because it was it was a great ending that worked with Rogue One. It was it reminded me, you know, it's like all the risk of war and 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 everything that they put their lives on for. We had never seen that before in a Star. We've never seen that before in a Star Wars film or in Star Wars anything. Well, I mean, I don't think it's a secret. Everybody dies, right? Right. They had that, they had everybody dies before I ever got there. That was always baked into this. That was not, that was always there. And that's, that was what made it interesting. That is what made it possible. I'm not going to get into the weeds on who did what to whom and Rogue. Right. But the easiest way to say why it was, you know, because, you know, it came in as a doctor, you know, it came in and that, I have that other, that's my other, that's my side hustle, right? You know, <laughs> and, uh, that's my side gig. So when you come in as a doctor and you look at the patient on the table and it's like, oh, okay, well, everybody's gonna die at the end. Well, that presents not so many limitations. That presents some really great opportunities. And it just means everybody, you have to care about everybody. 
and everything has to be pure. And um, uh, that, that, that really was, uh, it's, it's very clarifying as a, uh, as a problem solver to come in and go, okay, that's where we have to end up. Let me help you get to that. So, but that was always there. Do I think there were people along the way that were losing their nerve about that, but that was the best thing they always had. With all of the expansion of Star Wars into TV series, do you think that's going to dilute from features? I absolutely don't know. I don't think, man, you could you go around and ask that question all over town. That's a question that's on your desk every day. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but what it means. I mean, uh, I know that uh, I know that prior to this, I was really struggling, um, you know, to get some things off the way I wanted to get them off. I mean, the feature business was looking less and less and less attractive to me as time was going on. And, and everything, everybody who's in my position, if you're a writer, filmmaker, and you have a lot of production skills, um, you're, the attractiveness of long form is obvious. So- um, Do you think you could make Michael Clayton again today? No, no, I don't. I mean, as a, you know, as a, you know, I don't know. Maybe would anybody pay attention? I don't really know. I would. <laughs> well, I know, but I mean, you know how it is. It's like I don't really know what it would be. I mean, maybe, maybe uh, if that idea presented, maybe you'd sort of go, "Oh, okay. Well, it's going to be a show. It's going to be a show about a fixer, you know, and it'd be a longer form show. It would. It would be very different. I don't know. You know, I mean, our COVID budget on this show is bigger than the budget of Michael Clayton. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call Podcast on Deadline. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. 